Hey guys, it's Adam of the Dollar Bend. Welcome back. It's been a, a few weeks since we've posted. You know, things kind of get in the way sometimes, and uh, but we're back. And like I said uh, last time, we have a pretty awesome schedule for 2014. Lots of interviews, lots of just really good discussions, lots of cool events. We had Charlotte Minicon this past weekend, which uh, most of the Dollar Bend attended, and we had a lot of fun. Didn't record a single thing, but maybe next week... We'll talk a little bit about uh, the convention. It was it was the biggest Charlotte Minicon ever. I can't believe how big it was. It was uh, it was only like it was only open from eleven to five, which is not not nearly enough time to take in everything that was Charlotte Minicon this year. It was, it was huge. Uh, we basically had enough time to hang out and catch up with uh, friends that we don't get to see very often and really didn't get a lot of chance to dig or meet new people So, um, or even get interviews. Just kind of catching up in general was the theme of the day. It was a lot of fun, though. I really love the Charlotte Minicon. Look forward to it next year, and it just makes me look more forward to Heroes Con in June. But we got lots of shows and events and stuff like Fluke and Free Comic Book Day and SC Comic Con. That's going to be a new one. That's going to be exciting before we get to Heroes. But uh, anyway, tonight, tonight, the focus tonight, today, whenever you're listening, the focus of the podcast of which you are currently listening is my awesome interview with one of the image founders, the creator of Spawn, and uh, CEO of McFarlane Toys. And that is Todd McFarlane. Hey, this is Todd. How are you doing today? Hey, Todd. How's it going? Can you hear me all right? Yeah. Okay. Um, wow. So uh, I got to admit, I never really thought uh, I'd get a chance to talk with you. You don't hit a lot of conventions and things. So I uh, didn't know that I'd ever have this opportunity. So thank you. <laughs> Well, God bless the phone, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> so um, I guess the, the reason that we're, we're together to begin with, on February 1st, you've got a thing that you're doing where you've got two Toys R Us exclusive NFL figures coming out. Yeah. It's an Eli Manning and a Joe Namath, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, usually what we've done, we've done these uh, sort of things in the past where you don't know what teams are going to be in the Super Bowl, obviously, until, you know, two weeks before, and there's nothing we can do about it in, in the business yeah. we're in, right? Right. You know, I mean, if I was making T-shirts or hats or posters, you could, you, you, you can't. Uh, but the, the, you know, the plastic goods business, it, it just takes too long. You can't ever sort of capture like, oh my gosh, let's go and do, you know, whoever the the hot teams are, even the the, the Super Bowl winners, you know, something like that. But yeah. what we what we do know, what is known, is uh, the city, yeah. the city oh, that yeah. the, the game is going to be at, and you know, given that they have these big fan fests and stuff like that. The data has always said that the vast majority of the people that show up for those are the locals, right? You know, wherever the city's at, they go, hey, you know what? If you're in Houston and they're holding the Super Bowl in Houston, then the majority of the people coming out are going to be people from Houston that, you know, would never have a chance to get a Super Bowl ticket, but they can at least sort of hang out and have a good time and do something that the other people in the other big cities aren't going to be able to have because they're not hosting it. So, uh, with that in mind, then we go, okay, you know, who can we come up with that we thought would be relevant? And, you know, we had never done a Joe Namath figure. We've been trying for years and years and years to get, you know, Joe or his people to, to sign off. And then, you know, eventually, you know, they, they said yes. So it was good timing that we were able to get him to say yes at a time when the Super Bowls hadn't to New York. Yeah, I was actually, um, 
I guess you've done a few of these interviews at this point because uh, you basically covered a few of my questions. I was going to ask why the choice of Joe Namath and Eli Manning. I mean, they seem like pretty different players, but uh, the, the easy answer really is that you know one you know one is modern and, and one is yeah. from the the folklore and the history of the NFL, right? So yeah, yeah. you know you could argue that you know one is for the youth and <laughs> and then one is for some of us you know sort of older guys that you know have been following football for a long time, you know, and 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 especially in that region, you know, Namath, Namath, you know, was a giant. I mean, literally, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, know, and I, you know, not, I mean, winning that Super Bowl, right? And the Jets have not gotten a sniff back at the Super Bowl since, right? <laughs> I mean, they're one of the long-suffering fan bases Yeah. that, you know, they haven't, they haven't even gotten back to lose, right? I mean, you know, and my brother's a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and he falls into the same pocket. That, yeah. You know, he, he's been a fan forever, and they haven't even gotten a chance to lose. I mean, at least if you're a Bills fan, you got to get it, you got to see him get there four times, right? right? right. So as much as you would have liked to have seen at least one victory, yeah. you at least saw them get there. I mean, I, I live in Phoenix, and we have the long-suffering, you know, Cardinals fan, but, but you know, they put together a run, and came, you know, arguably within the play of winning a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And you go, okay, so uh, it's it, it's too bad, right? Because I was a, <laughs> sort of a Jets fan when I was a kid, uh, you know, when, when it was Namath and John Riggins and Emerson Boozer and those kinds of guys, yeah. you know, Jerome Barkham is a receiver in Chester. Or, uh, Rich Caster, tight end, that was cool. They were, they were a cool team. You know, and they had a couple chances, right? They had a couple yeah. chances with Sanchez. They got to the, yeah. the championship <laughs> game and they just couldn't, couldn't get past that one yeah. last hurdle, right? But, yeah. uh, you know, the same was sort of true with the Eagles there for a while with McNabb and they, but they finally, you know, found one, <laughs> one way at least to, to get there one time. So. Yeah. I mean, I grew up outside of DC. I'm a Washington Redskins fan. Um, you know, they've had a, a few Super Bowl wins or, um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's been a while. So it's like, you know, a lot of times I go to sports stores and they've got those, those pennants with all the years of the Super Bowls. And it's kind of depressing to look back. And I guess I should be happy that at least they have one of those pennants. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, but, but it's, oh, don't, depending on your age, it depends yeah. on what the, what the year is, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Because again, you go, great. Okay. Great. I, you're right. Cause when I was a kid, the, the Redskins were a very talented team and got to the Super Bowl a handful of times. Yeah. But but if if you're not as old as me, and you just started becoming a Redskins fan, you go. It's been over 20 years. I mean, all of a sudden, it's been a lo- it's been a long time, right? Yeah. You start to count the years, and you're going, I, okay, I'm I'm glad Dad and Uncle Fred got to see it, but I I'm 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 a little selfish. I'd like to see some of it for myself now, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you've uh, you've been doing these toys uh, for for years and years now. Do you know Do you know how many you've done now? How many different sure. figures you've you done? You know what? Uh, <laughs> Good question. I, you know, I, I, I don't know if we've ever done a, an inventory count, wow. but uh, in terms of the sports stuff, yeah, it's it's it's, it's easy over a thousand with all the combined sports. Because so. you guys, I mean, yeah, you guys cover football, NHL, MLB, basketball, basketball. Every, everything, right? Really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got my um, I've got my Robert Griffin, uh, Todd McFarlane toy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's time for those guys to <laughs> yeah to get their act together too, right? I mean, it'd be <laughs> awesome, right? Because again, you know, it'd be good for the city, it'd be good for that fan base. There's certain teams. I think you know, Redskins is one. Uh, for sure, the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, they're they're teams that when they're <laughs> succeeding, it's good for business, right? Just yeah. like if the Cubs do good, it's good for baseball, right? So you it, know, it's 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 frustrating sometimes when you see. Teams, you know, like the Redskins and the and the 
the Raiders, the Oakland Raiders oh, yeah. that have had such storied franchises, you know, just <laughs> seem like they're taking a long time to to get back on that winning side on a regular basis, right? Yeah, and I don't know at least for for the Redskins, and I've got some friends that are Raiders fans, and I mean, you know, I'm going to be a fan, win or lose, and it's unfortunate right. that they have to lose um, as much as they do, but it's like fan bases like like the Washington Redskins. I mean, they sell out every game regardless right. of what their 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 record is. So to have a good record would be a nice nice feeling <laughs> right no 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 and well that's what i'm saying yeah. because the fan base yeah. is so loyal yeah that if they do win that it's just it's a, it's a boom not only to, to that local area but to everybody because there's a lot of redskins raiders cubs fans spread out over the countryside yeah. right yeah so everybody can sort of go yeah cool you know and winning's <laughs> good I, I mean you know i i can't say i ever met anybody ever and a lot of years, uh, following sports that said out loud they were a Saints fan. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> they, 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 they became good and win a Super Bowl. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the young kids are wearing Saints jerseys, right? Yeah. And I go, look at that. So <laughs> that, that, that winning thing cures a lot of ailments. So, yeah. I guess they were all, uh, I guess they were all college football fans up until then. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, you know, but the other thing too that I that I I, I tell people, uh, and there doesn't seem to be a lot of discussion about, is that you know one of probably for me the biggest uh, difference uh, in all the sports uh, when I was a kid is to today is just the the, the sheer number of teams, yeah. right? So you know, it used to be you know if you look at Major League Baseball, if you, you know if you won the American League, you went straight to the World Series. That was true all the way up to 1969. <laughs> you you won, there was no playoffs. You were going to the World Series, right? Mm-hmm. And now you now you've got all the different teams, and you have to win all those different rounds. But I keep saying to people, I go, let's just let's just deal with pure math right now. Let's just deal with with, with the reality of math. Let's say starting today. Every single owner in the NFL decided that they wanted to play nice. And so by doing that, they all got in a room and they said, here's what's going to happen. Each one of us, we're going to line up in single file. And then we line up in single file. That's the order that we're going to each win the Super Bowl. Right? <laughs> yeah. There's 30 teams in that league. Even if they were playing nice and they did that silly thing that I just said, yeah. somebody Starting today, mathematically, is 30th, right? Some team right now, as you and I are on this phone, is 30 years away uh, from from winning a Super Bowl. And I don't care, it could be last year's winner, uh, the Giants, that might be the one that's now 30th. But somebody mathematically, because if they each take a turn and everybody plays fair, since there's 30 teams, it will be 30 years. Now the question becomes mathematically. What happens if a team like the Packers or the Steelers or the Patriots decide that they want to cut in line and they want to win more than once? Hmm. They want to win back-to-back titles or they want to win three and five years. That means the guy that's 30th in line, every time that one of those teams cuts in front of them and decides to win another one, that becomes 31 years, 32, 33, 34, that there's going to be more and more teams that are going to be in this 40 years to 50 year drought of winning. I'm not saying getting to the Super Bowl. I'm yeah. saying winning a Super Bowl. And there are going to be more guys that are quote unquote Hall of Fame caliber players that will never win yeah. a Super Bowl just based on the sheer math because of the number of teams in all the sports right now. It's just, yeah. it's, it's just hard. It's hard. 
to win. It's just hard to win. That's why I tell my kids when we won <laughs> the Diamondbacks won the World Series in uh, 2001 that, you know, I just go, we're going to the parade because you may be an old man by the time you ever see this ever again in this city. <laughs> it, it, it may right. be 40, 50 years from now. And sadly, it's not a joke anymore. It's actually math. It's just math now. At yeah. some point. So go get it while you can get it, right? Because there are a lot of teams that are long-suffering. As much as the Redskins are long-suffering, the Cardinal fans have never seen a Super Bowl win. The Lions fans have never seen a Super Bowl win. I mean, yeah. there there are teams that never even never even gotten one. Yeah. So you go easy, <laughs> easy, easy. So those those guys have been waiting since the fifties for a championship. Well, I do miss the Cardinals in the NFC East. It didn't make any sense, but I liked having them there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, that was yeah, that was a, that was a good division. The one of the things I pr- I pride. Uh, the, our, our comic book podcast uh, is what we do, but one of the things I pride is that we don't that a lot of our um, contributors are all into sports and comics and music and, and all sorts of other things. And, and you're the same way. I mean, like you're you're into comics, you're into sports and, and music and everything. How does that all tie together for you? Like how how do you you know maintain all of these these hobbies and these interests and everything? Um, <laughs> you're making it sound more impressive than it is, right? Because. <laughs> yeah. uh, because because uh, I can walk in and obviously I can talk comic books because it's my it's my career so I I mean yeah. that one's easy yeah and then I can walk into a room with any stranger and go hey how about those mats and it's a it's a starter right I mean yeah. whenever I go to any function I don't know anybody in the room right there's only two defaults you walk in you go hey how about and you pick the local team or something <laughs> and you talk sports because we're we're men. Or if the guy looks at you and says, no, I don't really follow sports, which is always shocking to me, that I have to go to the next default, which is, oh, nice weather we're having. And you go automatically to the weather. So, and that basically blows all my <laughs> skill sets, right? I got yeah. the weather, I got sports, or I got comic geek stuff. And everything else, I'm, I'm, I probably would have to plead ignorant to. But the two or three things that I do follow, I, I follow with a very rigid passion. So I, I, I to the point of almost being obsessed with it. So, Do you think that uh, your passion for sports, your passion for comics, do, the, do those relate? Do those feed the same kind of inst- the instincts inside you, or um, do those cover different aspects of, of who you are? No, I think uh, in a weird way a lot of sort of my mentality for what I did in my career and or what I do with my business stems from my sports days, right? I played Pac-10 baseball at the at the end of my school and first year I was at a JC. Yeah. And then I and then I went over to to you know university for three years. Um, but the you know there's just a competitive nature when you're sort of a, a high level athlete, and that yeah. and that competitive nature just naturally and you have to have it before you ever got there right that's why you want to be an athlete to some extent because you want to compete that mm-hmm. i just sort of took that same mentality into my career my my day job if you will you know so you know when i'm when i'm you know trying to build my career when i'm working at marvel comic books to me it's just it's the equivalent of trying to get into the starting lineup and mm-hmm. then you know when i when we left and started image comics and you know i do the toys now and all my spawn stuff you know, I'm going up against other people that want to put product out there. And so, you know, to me, it's just, you know, can I, can I beat the bad guys, the opposition today, right? <laughs> so, you know, uh, you know, Mattel wants to have that space on that shelf. And so do I, what do I got to do to get that shelf space <laughs> over them? Right. Yeah. So, you know, there's still this weird sort of game, game mentality that I still, I still run through my head as I, as I go through, through the day. So, 
and it's and it's served me well. So how did you balance when when you were younger? How did you balance um, strengthening your art, you know, playing ball and 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 being good at that? I mean, those seem like like you should be focusing on one or the other. I mean, h- how were you able to become good at both? I guess or uh, and, and <laughs> uh, really in, in hindsight, the the answer would be a, a lack of sleep. Yeah. That <laughs> um, that you know my 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 average day the last couple of years in in college went something like this uh, i'd get up at about 5:30 in the morning 6 o'clock in the morning you know eat breakfast go to the field and we had a a morning practice you know we had an indoor facility whether that was running doing practice or going in the gym hmm. and then i'd leave the practice and i'd go to to uh to uh, school uh, and, and I do, you know, all my classes. After class, you'd be back on the field for your second practice of the day. Uh, and then you go into the gym a little bit. Uh, after that, I had a part-time job on campus as part of my scholarship. I was a janitor for, you know, three hours a day. So I'd go and do my janitorial duties. By the time I walked home, uh, it was probably 10 o'clock at night. I'd I do my two three hours of uh, homework so that I could get my classes, you know, pass at least a, a decent pass. And then at about twelve o'clock, one o'clock in the morning, I pull out my blank piece of paper and start doing my my superhero stuff, my comic book stuff that I always wanted to break into. Hmm. And I I do those samples, and, then, and when I got enough of those, I'd send those off and. I'd go to bed about thirty or two o'clock, and then get up at six o'clock and do it all over again. And then on the weekends, I'd I'd go and if we didn't have you know baseball practice or something, then I and then since I didn't have school, I'd go into Spokane, Washington, where I was working you know uh, at a comic book shop, uh, you know, just honing up on that that business to see how that one worked. So I just I, I just was rabid. I mean, I just, I was probably a bit of a freak that I just go, okay. Now, you know, I, I didn't have a girlfriend because I had, I'd left my sweetheart <laughs> back in Canada, you know, uh, and she was a few years younger than me. So I, I, I wasn't interested in girls because I had a, I had a date. So I, I just was just focused on, on being an athlete, a student and, and teaching myself to be an artist. And, there was enough hours in the day for me to try and do just enough of each one of them. So, yeah. so you've mentioned uh, comics as your career. I mean, has that always been your goal? You, you said you, you were always trying to strengthen and sending in and things. Was that your goal as comics as a career? Uh, well, uh, no. I, I, I mean, it was one of the options. I, yeah. I, you know, in a perfect world, I was playing center field for a pro <laughs> baseball team. And at night, where everybody was out, was out at the titty bars or something like that, I would be sitting in my room doing comic book drawings, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that, that would have been the life, right? Doing, you know, comic books by day, playing baseball at night, and, and just seeing where each one of those took me. I just wasn't, you know, physically gifted enough to... <laughs> to go beyond, you know, back ten, yeah. uh, and and so I at that point I was lucky enough that just uh, as I was uh, winding down my last few tests uh, as a senior, I got a phone call because I'd been sending off these samples for years and years and years while I was in college of mm-hmm. my comic book stuff that about a week before finals 
as a senior, uh, Marvel phoned up and offered me my first job. So I, I literally <laughs> went from, and I got my degree, but yeah. I just, you know, fortunately I never had to directly use it because I ended up going straight into comic books the day after I graduated from college because they offered it to me, you know, a, a week before I had to even write those final exams. <laughs> and I was, you know, and again, I, I still tried out one last time for baseball and came close to, you know, signing as a free agent because I was a Canadian and back then you couldn't, Canadians couldn't get drafted. Oh, oh um, okay. But I was somewhat thankful that if the answer was going to be no in sports, that the no came as soon as, and, and as early as possible. And yeah. So, you know, they just sort of looked at me. I'm not very big physically and they just sort of <laughs> said, thanks, but no thanks, Todd. So at that point I go, okay, mm. now I'm going to have to either use my degree <laughs> or use some of my art skills to, to make a living, it's not going to come in any other form. And and I, you know, cut a couple of lucky breaks and was able to get into comic books and 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 then you know start there and catapulted into the career that I now have. What did you get your degree in? Uh, it was, actually, I got a. It was in the. It, it was what they call a Bachelor of Arts, where mm-hmm. I was at a school where they were very big on on uh, turning out teachers. And okay. I, I didn't want to be a teacher. So <laughs> what you do is you go to the dean of the school or certain departments and you go, here's where my interests are. Here's what I'd like. You don't offer that degree. So what classes do I need to take to come up with yeah. a, a quasi version of that degree? And, and mm-hmm. then you sit down, you have to build your degree out. Everybody has to sign off on it, all the teachers and especially the, the deans. And then you get what they call a Bachelor of Arts. So huh. You know, it was I, not like I was a, a med school or I'm a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> I I just got one that was really heavily in, involved in the arts too, okay. right? And I'm yeah. kind of surprised. So, yeah. so w- is is McFarland Toys your main focus now? Uh, on on a day to day, yeah, it probably yeah. chews up probably yeah. the the biggest piece of of the day. Yeah. What is um what what's what's your role in McFarland Toys? I'm guessing it's more than just doing everything. <laughs> uh no no I mean again you know as you get bigger and things get more complicated you know I I can't sort of be as micromanaging as I do but uh, my literally the role hasn't changed dramatically since I started it which yeah. is you know I I I'm at the front end of it is the sort of the art director uh, mm-hmm. on what it is we want to see you know what kind of product it, we want want it to be. And then at, at, at each at each step, they you know they have to get a signature from me. I have to sign off at each one of the steps because you know they keep telling them. I mean, ultimately, guys, it's my name on on the product. <laughs> right. Uh, so I want it to be something that at least you know I I said that it was okay, and that, that way I'm not going to pass the buck to anybody saying you know what were you guys doing on my behalf. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, you know, I mean, obviously you still have to then have those conversations of, of the business side and economics of all that, but, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've learned that language too. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, I like the art side, but I'm still a CEO and mm-hmm. I, I, I think that I've gotten fairly proficient at that skill. Uh, so it's, you know, I don't, I don't do this, all the sculpting and I don't do all the renderings of all the art, but, but do they all pass underneath my nose at some point? Yep. Yeah. So you have, um, I guess you've got um, people working under you that'll throw together prelim designs and things like that. Or how do how, how's that yeah, process? Yeah. No. Work? Well, well, first off, we you know we sit and and then I and some other people sort of brainstorm about what kind of uh, properties we want to go after. Mm-hmm. And then once we go after the properties, and you know, and I ship my people on them and see if we can actually get the property. Once we get the property, then the question is now, what's it going to look like? Right. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. So what, what, what do we want to do with it now that we have it? Which character are we going to do? What, what matters to the fan base that's out there, whatever property we happen to have? Mm-hmm. And how are we going to convert that into a toy that, you know, is sort of either interesting or meaningful? And then how do we, how do we get that toy out at a, at a reasonable price so that we're not, you know, gouging the public? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a little bit of a fun factor. And sometimes, you know, again, you're, you're trying to have fun with the toy and sometimes you just, like with uh, a lot of the sports ones, you're just trying to, do, you know, for all intents and purposes, you know, little plastic statues and trying to get the accuracy as, as right as possible. So, you yeah. know, I mean, I still stand up and do a lot of posing. I take a lot of pictures of me acting like I'm an athlete, right? And go, good. Now just add 150 pounds to me. So, you know, so, but, you know, again, I just do it to just sort of say, here's, here's where the chin should be, you know, when a guy's passing the football. Here's where the torque is on a guy's shoulder when a guy's swinging a baseball bat, you know, and, and mm-hmm. as an athlete myself, I, you know, and I, and even, even through high school, I played every one of the sports anyways, you know, obviously college for baseball, but I played all the sports, so I can, I can add that. And then when you're doing non-sport stuff, you know, you're doing, you know, whether it's video games or monster stuff or comic book characters or whatever, then it's just, and it's just doing cool stuff. You know, how do we make it cool, right? I mean, obviously, yeah. if you're doing Walking Dead, you know, the characters are who the characters are, especially if you're doing, you know, like the TV show or the comic book. They're already predefined. So now the question is, how do we make them as accurate and cool-looking as possible and what would be sort of fun to play with? Yeah, I know a lot of times when toys and figures are made of, of characters and people, they don't tend to really look a lot like them. You guys definitely pull that off. I'm guessing it has a lot to do with clearing the likeness and things like that. Well, well, I, 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 I think you know, sort of two easy ones. One, uh, sometimes we actually have access to the people and we actually scan them. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. And, and then if you if you scan them, then you've got their data. Tough to go wrong when you've got their <laughs> their, their physical data in a computer. You know, remember, at the end of the day, everything's still half an inch tall, right? A person's head on a six-inch figure is still only a half an inch tall. Yeah. Any slight adjustment you make seems like a lot bigger deal than if it was a life-size head. So if they get the paint a little bit wrong, even if the sculpt is perfect, it changes the look of it. And you go, ah, now it drives me crazy. (laughs) Um, But, you know, our our job, again, is as much as possible to get it as accurate as we can. Mm -hmm. But I, I found out a long time ago making toys is a, is a very, very inexact science. Yeah. And so sometimes you get some that look spectacular and it turned out kind of better than you thought. And other times you get some that you just went, ugh, we could have done better than that, right? But it's just the process of going through so many steps and replicating 10,000 pieces, you know, with people who've never even seen the sport or the TV <laughs> show you're doing or the person, right? Because we manufacture out in China. Yeah. You know, sometimes it comes and bites you and you just, you have to stand top of it as much as you can, and you go and do it all over again, right? So you ch- you're always like golf. You just keep chasing it because you think you're going to golf the perfect round today. <laughs> well, it's not a bad career to have. I mean, designing toys and, and figures of things. No, 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 no. No, yeah, dude, I, 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 I'm, I'm sure it's a lot of work. Aware <laughs> there are other jobs that would be a lot less fun to do than what we're doing. So yeah, I'm always telling people, you know, God, how you doing? Better than some, worse than others, right? So, but I got nothing to complain about. So. Well, I guess we're running uh, out of time. I just want to, um, since I am a comic book podcast mainly, even though that's, I'm perfectly happy talking about everything we talked about. What's uh, what's going on with you and comics right now? What's your relationship? You got anything on the horizon? Yeah, well, as we've been talking, I've been yeah. making a cover. To, okay, uh, the, the Spawn book. So you know, yeah. I, I, as much as I like you, I, I still have to get my work done, right? Okay. So, uh, so you know, I still, I still write in the book. 
Yeah. Still, uh, still doing uh, the covers on it. Uh, I've got a mini series that's in the work that we're hoping to uh, make an announcement on, probably in about or solicitations in probably about a month or two. I've got six of the issues already in the drawer, but I just I want to get it's going to be an eight, eight issue. Cool. Mini series. I want to I want to basically get them all in the drawer so that they're just waiting there. Um, and then and then you know we're talking about coming out with uh, maybe another. Uh, Kick at the can, whether it's regular or, or miniseries with uh, my detective character Sam and Twitch. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. You know, because again, that gives you, you know, allows you to do kind of a different story. You don't have to worry about ray guns and, and bazookas. <laughs> you can just go into some urban stuff, which is kind of, you know, a nice change of pace at times. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then just. You know, trying to, I coach a lot of baseball and we spend a lot of time with that. So, uh, but my boys, most of my boys are going to be playing either high school or school ball here in about a week. The tryouts come out in about a week. So we've got one last tournament and then I shut it down and that will, I think, give me that last boost of time that I've, I've been lacking here. I was trying to finish the script for the movie, uh, the Spawn movie here by December, but you know, again, four baseball tournaments got in the way. Cool. <laughs> uh, you know, but now that I'll just get to be a dad here pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and go on the sidelines that, 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 that time of not having all my weekends and nights tied up will allow me now to finish that script that's, you know, almost, it's getting close to the finish line here, so. Ooh. February 1st, you're going to be in New York at the Toys R Us down there to yep. promote your, uh, Joe Namath and your Eli Manning. 2014 figure. Go to the Super Bowl after that. Take my daughter. She graduated from NYU, so I'm gonna. That's not too bad. Promised her years ago that I'd (laughs) I'd take her since there was gonna be a game in the neck of the woods. Yeah, that's not too bad. They, you know, hang out, talk about some toys, go to Super Bowl. (laughs) Right. It's not a bad life. It's not a bad life. You get some perks of making NFL toys, right? You you have access to a couple tickets every year, so yeah. You know, I I just said my daughter's never been to sort of the. Yeah. You know, I mean, sort of real significant big game, and I go, come on. She's not necessarily a, a giant football fan per se, but, you know, when I've taken her to big events, she, she appreciates the energy that's in a stadium, you know, yeah. with 70,000 people, yeah, no, no matter what the event is, right? So, like yeah. a rock concert, right? You just get caught up in it. Right. Well, it's probably going to be pretty cold, man, so stay warm. Oh, <laughs> dude, right? Yeah. I told her, I go, you look at, she, I go, you got to come for two reasons. Well, the biggest reason, besides the Super Bowl, I go, it's going to be historic. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because either it's going to be so cold and so miserable, they will go, we will never do that <laughs> thing we did in New York ever again. Yeah. Or it's going to be awesome. And it's going to, I've got to do more of that New York thing that we did. Either way, you can say you were at that New York thing that they either are going to love or hate when it's over. <laughs> Well, the cool thing about it is, is it's two cold weather teams, so they should be able to play well. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a, it's going to be a good game. It's not, you know, uh, pretty much everyone was cold weather in the finals there, except for San Francisco. But uh, Seattle does not travel east very well, so we'll see how they do. Yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, we'll we, 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 you know, we'll see. You know, Manning for all his great career, you know, still. Yeah. has to look at little brother Eli, who has more rings to bling at him, right? It's, so, it's injustice. You know, so, so it's, you know, he's, 
I'm sure there's some motivation on his end too. So in his hometown, you know, he, <laughs> yeah, you know. But but you know, you could argue Brady had a chance to get back to it and, yeah. and you yeah. know get his fourth one to yeah, put him in company with guys like Montana and that. Right. So, uh, but you know, it's easier said than done. You know, at the end of the day, somebody still has to make the big play. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. I you know we've been I think we've been all as sports fans very fortunate yeah. that the last few years. We've been getting some pretty good Super Bowls, right? When I was a kid, it seemed like everyone was a blowout. Now, oh, yeah. <laughs> it seems like there's a lot of them that are coming down to you know the last couple minutes, and you're going, "Wow, that's cool." I mean, I've, I've been to a couple of them where I actually thought we were going into overtime. I, I'm, you know, I'm going, "Wow, I'm going to be at the first Super Bowl that went <laughs> overtime," and you know, Vinatieri kicks a field goal or something, or <laughs> Steelers damn them, got that touchdown at the end uh, against Mike. Cardinals, you yeah. know, because I go, even if they got the field goal, we were going to go into overtime, you know, but they get it. So, so it's still going down, you know, even last year's, although it wasn't, you know, as close as, you know, a nail biter in the truest sense, it still went down to the Patriots' last possession, yeah. right? And yeah. they, they drove the field and got all the way downfield, you know, they, they had a chance to win. They, you know, they came up, you know, short of it, not at the one yard line. But the last set of downs meant something, right? We're still at the last set of downs, and it, and it matters. So that's cool. Well, I could probably talk to you forever. Um, I've got plenty of other things I'd love to ask you about, but um, I guess you're, you're, you've are you got a tighter schedule than I do. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'll just uh, reschedule if you've got something else that you need to yeah, ask I'm... in the future. I know um, in the past uh, we've done a few interviews with uh, some guys and we've spanned the entire career, and if you had a chance to do that, I would love to, to get something down with you like that. Okay. That'd be great. I appreciate you giving right. me the time today. Yeah, thank you very much too, Todd. And uh, I hope everything goes well for you. All right, you too. Good luck to you guys and <laughs> what you're doing. Thank you very much. All right, bye. Bye.